Yes, Alfred? To the bat phone, sir. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. It's Batman! Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 61 of Batmania 66. Tonight's episode is... Something. The night's episode is called... I'm sorry, everybody. I didn't write that down at the top of my notes like I normally do. Uh, give me one moment. Uh, joining us for tonight's episode, unfortunately, is not Holly. Holly's feeling ill tonight. But we do have an amazing special guest, Adria. Adria, what is your last name? These days? Yeah. <laughs> it's Walden. Adria Walden. Yes. Joining us tonight. Um, and the episode that we watched is called The Penguin's Nest. Uh, amazing. Adria? As our guest, yeah. would you do me the favor of uh, telling us who our villain was, though it might be obvious from sure. the title, and what the villainous plot was of the episode? Um, well, as indicated by the title, The Penguin's Nest, villain was the nest, obviously. Villain was the penguin, and his... It was one of those uh, programmable thermostats. That was the bad no, guy. Yes, yes! They were like, I want it to be temperate in here! And it was like, no, it's going to be muggy. Um, uh, villain was the penguin, and he has just been released from prison, and he would like to go back after staging a dinner wherein guests had to write down their orders and sign the cards, apparently, so that he could forge checks in jail. Well, if you didn't sign the <laughs> dinner card, how are they supposed to know well, whose meal it is? Well, you could write your name, but you're not going to, like, autograph the card. Oh, I always sign my name when I... When oh, I you order dinner? dinner? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. autograph things. Yeah. They're like, sir, we can just take your order. I'd and you're like... I'd like to eat Here's my signature. <laughs> and they're like, sir, it's not necessary. Not necessary. And you're like, take it. That's right. Take it. Um, all right. So when our episode starts, uh, everybody is in the restaurant, which is called... The Penguin's Nest. Mm-hmm. And everybody's eating. Uh, they're all amazed that Penguin's turned his life around and he's now a, a solid stand-up citizen. Mm-hmm. And he goes to greet uh, Adam... Uh, I almost said Adam West. He goes to greet Bruce Wayne's uh, table, which has Aunt Harriet, uh, Dick, Commissioner Gordon, and Chief O'Hara at it. And he takes uh, uh, Aunt Harriet's hand mm-hmm. and kisses it and steals her bracelet but, uh, which you know bad guys do they do they they seem like they're going to be a gentleman and then they lie <laughs> can i say one thing though yeah absolutely i think before they're in the restaurant though they're in a lilac elevator which is maybe my favorite piece of set dressing in this episode so uh really quick for our <laughs> listeners Adria, you've never seen an episode before, right? No, this blew my brain apart to pieces. Yeah, so Adria spent much of the episode just marveling at the color palette thereof. It's really pretty. Um, oh, um, my first note is Warden Crichton again. As, as anybody who's watched along with Holly and me knows, Warden Crichton is terrible at his job. He is... If he's not... Okay, maybe he's really good at it, but only if he's actually in league with mm. the villains of Gotham. Because mm-hmm. he lets them out for really stupid reasons. And lets them do really stupid things. There's there's more later in the episode. Maybe he just has a big heart. Maybe he's just giving people a chance. Yeah. He believes. Um, my first note... Uh, actually, my third note. But my note <laughs> for this episode for writing your order out on a slip of paper um, was... Uh, Write your order out on slips of paper. Forgery scheme. Like, mm-hmm. I, that was, immediately. I didn't need to watch anything else. I'm like, okay, I know where this is going. 
Um, which later in the episode, Batman calls the most brilliant forgery scheme they've ever come across. Mm-hmm. So I'm not entirely convinced that they're playing with a full deck. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Oh, uh, Penguin steals the bracelet. Mm-hmm. In this moment, Chief O'Hare is the only one who seems to be with it enough to know what's going on. <laughs> which is completely out of character for the Gotham City Police Department. They've been at a dinner party. Maybe they've been drinking. Oh, you think they're just hammered? Maybe they're just full on lamb and wine. Or fancy lamb and wine. Fancy lamb and wine. Prison restaurant. That was the fanciest thing I, food I could think of right then. <laughs> lamb. Um, oh, uh, they. Uh, Bruce suggests that perhaps they should call Batman and Robin in. <laughs> which Commissioner Gordon says for a simple robbery, why? And Dick suggests that the more simple a crime looks, the more tricky it's apt to be. Mm-hmm. Which I'm pretty sure is the exact opposite of Occam's Razor. That is just... It's probably the most complicated thing. That's right. If, if I walk up to somebody and slap them in the face, odds are I slapped them in the face. Maybe. Not... Yeah. Right. Maybe. Part one of my 15-part <laughs> plan has begun. Um... Can I, can I ask you a question? Yeah, absolutely. Does Batman, I'm sorry, does Bruce often t- say, talk about himself in third person, be like, maybe we should call Batman for this. And do you think he like does that all the time and it's kind of annoying to people? Like in, t- in times when we're not seeing the ne- in episodes where it's like, oh, I can't read this. Maybe we should call Batman for that. There's there's a whole lot of um, winking towards being Batman and Robin. I think, I think. Like he really least, wants to be found at out. At very least Dick Grayson is. Well, yeah, all people who live secret lives, they they desperately want somebody to know. I mean, that's how I feel about you, my secret life. And when you think, ooh, do tell. No, I don't know why I, don't know why I said that. I don't have a secret life. Of course I don't have a secret life. My name's just Adria. That's it. Only name I have. <laughs> <laughs> only first name. It's the only uh, first name I have. And uh, they, uh, oh, Christopher Gordon says, perhaps you're right. Let's go call Batman. <laughs> Goes to the phone booth and immediately Bruce... Feeding into your idea that he wants to get caught goes, I gotta make a phone call too. <laughs> and they walk into, uh, Commissioner Gordon and Bruce walk into adjoining phone mm-hmm. booths. I know that phone booths are enclosed, but they were never soundproofed. <laughs> they would be able to hear each other talking. Um, so Commissioner Gordon gets patched into the bat phone, which Alfred answers, or actually no, Alfred answers Bruce's call first. And Bruce is asking to have the bat phone patched into the line he's calling from. Yes. So they are doing a really vaudevillian schlocky bit of leaning out of the phone booth and talking to each other about how convenient it is that Batman's home. (laughs) I feel like they're saying that Batman doesn't have a life. It's like it's Friday night, 8 p.m., Batman's home. Well, I never... I never consider... Because I know... We all know that, that Batman isn't at home. He's not Bat- at home. Yeah, Batman is sort of a job. It's not, but now it's a lifestyle. If Commissioner Gordon thinks it's like the teachers living at school, when you're a little kid, you'd understand that teachers exist outside of school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If Commissioner Gordon just thinks he's sitting around on his couch in the bat suit watching television, waiting for that phone to ring. Well, that's that's kind of desperate. Maybe Batman is clearly desperate. He's like, please notice me. Please figure out who I am. Um, 
Also, his phone number to home was 11135. Like, those were the numbers he dialed in the phone. <laughs> I know. Because Adrian's a rotary <laughs> dial whisperer. I know there was a time when numbers were like Alfalfa 63, but this was you just like 11135. And like. Yeah, dial, but dial quick. It's only a 25 minute show. <laughs> Can you imagine if there was even one zero in that number? Like, uh, oh. Gordon, Commissioner Gordon tells Batman to come right away. And Batman says, uh, it might be a minute or two. And Commissioner Gordon, again, like waiting by the phone like a desperate girlfriend, says, I'll wait for you. Aww. It's, like, it's, it's so devoted. Very devoted. Um, Batman and Bruce and Dick, um, I like your idea because your idea was they ran home. Literally, <laughs> ran home. I assume they took the it car. It seems like they ran, though. Um, th- but this is, this is right at the break when we get the theme. This is a very long cold open. Mm-hmm. Um, but Batman and Robin now return to the restaurant. Um, this is where <laughs> you first noticed Batman and Robin's costumes because you hadn't seen them before. I hadn't seen them. Uh, but I wrote down Bat Junk at the restaurant. Yeah. Because um, there are many, many scenes in this show where uh, Bruce and, and Dick's um, crotches are prominently yeah i didn't write it down because i didn't want to be inappropriate but i was like i feel like they should warn something under there like a dance dance belt belt. yes something just anything just something please um i think you put it that there the line from their spanks was showing yes robin has like a little like in his where his underpants his outer underpants are there's like a little like bloop of like flesh it's like they didn't like just tuck it in there i wish oh um one of our other guests had a name for it and i can't remember what the name was um but yeah it's uh it's noticeable um this is where we find out they're they're trying to figure out why penguin would want to go back to jail because he is literally begging he is to be sent back to uh, gotham state penitentiary Mm -hmm. and they explain that the restaurant is doing an average of $87 per person before drinks mm-hmm. with a $100 cover charge. That's a crap ton of money. That's a lot of It's a really weird business model for a restaurant. That's I guess a, it's like a, a club. That's a lot of money for a restaurant slash club today. Today, yes. In the 60s, that would be like a couple hundred dollars a plate. Yeah. Um, Fancy place. And uh, meanwhile, uh, they ask... Oh, Penguin introduces his associates who are working the restaurant with him. And they are Cordy Blue, his chef. (laughs) Matey D, his waiter. His pirate waiter. Matey D. And Chicky D, Mm -hmm. his coat check girl. Were they brother and sister, Matey D and Chicky D? I don't know. Are they married? (laughs) The D's? What do you think her maiden name was? (laughs) Oh, oh. I don't even know. Chicky, chicky, pie, pie. I'm going to go with chicky pie. pie. Chicky pie? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with pie. All right. Um, meanwhile, Batman is telling Commissioner Gordon, don't arrest him. It's what he wants. Don't get, don't get him what he wants. It's, you know, it's all, it's like dealing with a child. It's all just lashing out. Mm-hmm. If you react to it, they're just going to do it more. They're going to do it again. Yeah. You just, you need to. You need to walk away. In. Can't give in. Walk away. Um, when. This is discussed and agreed upon. Penguin is so outraged. So outraged. That he walks over to a dessert cart. Yes. Where they are serving many fancy desserts. Lots and of. One whipped cream pie <laughs> with no crust in a bare pie tin. Yeah. 
Just and in case. Just in case. Just in case. You know, because it's like um, it's like fancy restaurants that serve mac and cheese for the kids. Mm-hmm. Like you would have a fancy French meal. What do you want for dessert? I will have one mound of whipped cream <laughs> served in a tin foil pie tin. But just just whipped cream. Just whipped cream. Do you yeah. want some syrup? No. No, no. 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 No cherry. No syrup. No don't, crust. Don't want to ruin it. Just whipped cream, please. Yes. <laughs> but decant the whipped cream into a pie tin. Do not give it to me in the yeah. aerosol thing. Well, no, it's a classy joint. It's a classy joint. My, my mistake. My mistake. Um, and he throws the pie at Gordon. Mm-hmm. Chief O'Hara is about to immediately arrest Penguin. And Batman stops them. And but that isn't really a crime. You can't arrest someone for throwing a pie. You call it assault. Kind of. It's whipped cream, though. <laughs> I, I think... Yeah, it's the crime of being a jerk more than it's the crime of... of also not illegal. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm not saying he's a bad com- commissioner. Police yeah. officer. But, um... Those just aren't crimes. Batman tells him, no, it's just nerves. And <laughs> Chief O'Hara is literally crying under this pie. Like It was sad. He wanted the tiramisu. Yeah. And he'd been looking forward to it all week. Because Batman yells out, he didn't mean any harm. And Gordon goes, didn't mean any harm. He's like... He has never been pied in his entire life. This is the worst experience. I've never been pied. I might react that way as well. Oh, you should try it. Yeah? Yeah. Good times? Yeah. Oh, it's the best. Okay. Nothing better. Wow. No, no. I'm not going to go there. (laughs) Following that joke, this is not something we need to do tonight. Oh, this is where, when Batman stops them from taking Penguin back to jail again, Penguin says, fi, fooey, and fudgy. He does. Fudgy. Fudgy, which I might start using. Fudgy is fudgy's good. Yeah, fudgy. Um, oh, this is where uh, Penguin retreats because they let him off the hook. Mm-hmm. Batman figures out that Penguin's lair must be in the kitchen of the restaurant. <gasps> Why not? And Batman's plan is rather than <laughs> walk into the kitchen. No, the plan is to. Uh, leave the restaurant, mm-hmm. go down to the bottom floor, yep. and climb up and yes. come in through the, the kitchen window. Yes. Yes, using a piece of yarn to climb up uh-huh. the side of the building. I see issues with that. What? Yeah. Just, what? Yeah. One or two. Not a lot. Okay. But one or two. Okay. And they... Uh, oh, this is uh, when they see... Uh, we see into the lair. This is where uh, Chicky D calls Penguin Penguin Poopsie, which I just think is cute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so maybe she's not married to that other guy, D. No, she seems uh, she seems into it. She's super duper cute, by the way. She's a she's a good looking hench girl. They've had. Did you think so? I did. I because I thought I was like, oh, this is back in the day when like no one really had to be pretty to be on TV. I mean, her like outfit is banging. Yeah. Oh, I I wasn't spending a lot of time looking at her face. I'll admit <laughs> that. Because there's a scene at the end of the episode where she's running away from the camera. Sure. And that's a good shot. Sure. Sure. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna trust the male gaze on this one. Um, oh, uh, this is also where uh, the his henchmen, Penguin's henchmen, are trying to come up with other ideas to get him arrested. Mm-hmm. And he says, if popping the police commissioner with a pie didn't help, uh, what help will your... Uh, peddling plans be yeah like that's a lot of alliteration good amount of alliteration he was committed meanwhile as batman and robin are climbing up the window (laughs) 
Penguin's bat detector starts going off. Everyone has a lot of very convenient technology on this oh, show. And very specific. Extremely convenient. specific technology. Um, and, and that's nothing as uh, getting into the labeling, which we've discussed before. Everything in Gotham is labeled. Except, oddly enough, you have not seen this, but except for museum exhibits, <laughs> which are just little showcases in an empty room with no signs whatsoever. Listen, you're there to absorb. You should know by now. Right. If you're coming in the museum, you, get, you should you know. information by osmosis. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, the Adams Family theme song, as Batman and Robin are climbing up the wall, The um, it's it would be the fake book version of the Adams Family theme song. Clearly, they didn't clear it. <laughs> But it's playing on harpsichord as they're going up. Mm-hmm. And Lurch pops out of the window. That's the celebrity cameo. Lurch. I gotta imagine, even in 67, when The Adams Family was a big popular show, Lurch was the best they could do. They couldn't get John Aston. They couldn't get, uh, 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 not Butch Patrick. Butch Patrick was the monsters. And no, I'm such a nerd for knowing yeah. that. Uh, but... Yeah, it seemed like it a little a, bit of a letdown of a cameo. It was a busy, busy week. It was it was sweeps. Everyone was needed elsewhere. Um, in the in the last episode, um, Colonel Clink was the guest star ah. from Hogan's Heroes, mm-hmm. which raised a whole bunch of Nazi sympathizer questions with me because Batman and Robin were totally friends with him, <gasps> and this was '66 in the U.S. Oh, so first sure. of all, there's temporal issues with the whole thing because apparently Hogan was still in the POW camp. But they were totally friendly with Colonel Clank. And I'm like, that's not okay. Keep your enemies close. Apparently. Uh, Anyway, sorry. Digression. Uh, We are... Oh, we get up to the window, and Robin asks Batman, what's the plan, Batman? And I'm like, I'm using that. That is part of my daily talk from now on. Well, I like that he was so trusting all the way up the building. He wasn't like, what's the plan? He's just like, sure, I'll follow you up this... I'm not going to ask about the plan until we get up there. Yeah, well... Batman has a plan. That is, you know that. Sure. Uh, they peek into the window, and Penguin is using an umbrella gun mm-hmm. to shoot one of his henchmen. Mm-hmm. They jump in, uh, Robin yelling, holy firing squad. <laughs> Very specific. And accurate. Batman, uh, uh, Penguin says, better arrest me. I just killed a guy. <laughs> Batman's like, I don't think you did. Mm-hmm. And he uh, kicks the henchman who immediately jerks. Can't him. handle it. Can't yeah. handle that strong kick. Um, oh, and he explains why he knew it wasn't real murder. Because Batman apparently knows exactly how much kick there is to an umbrella gun. Mm-hmm. And could tell it didn't have enough push bank in it, pushback and it must have been a blank. No, it was not the absence of blood. That right. did not tip him off at all. Um, so Batman... Oh... Batman decides to, yes, I'm going to arrest you now. Penguin is ecstatic. So happy to be arrested. And they get Penguin to the Gotham City Jail, not the prison. And the jail is clearly marked for petty crooks only. 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 Only those. Who decides? What's petty? Yeah. Mm. Just a committee? A committee of... Seven. And what if I quorum? commit my, what if I commit murder and I'm just very childish? Does that? I mean, that what kind, of, kind petty of petty. Groups? Yeah, it's not. It's not clear. Yeah, I mean, that's. It's you know, it is clearly labeled, but ambiguously so. Exactly. Exactly. Also huge. It's a huge, beautiful, spacious, spacious yeah. jail. Um, Batman explains 
and I wrote I wrote this down specifically because I want to look this up. Batman explains that he broke city code 69B, mm-hmm. which regulates the discharge of an umbrella gun in a restaurant kitchen. And it's part of the sanitary code. I was impressed that he had that many codes memorized. I want to know if that code was written specifically for something Penguin has done in the past that we haven't seen. Because that seems super specific. Really specific. They're like, yeah. he's going to do it again. Yeah. It's like, better make that illegal. <laughs> Um, but this is also the scene where uh, Penguin is complaining about not going to prison, be only being in jail for petty crooks, mm-hmm. and Batman refers to him as a bush league bird. There's some pretty good insults in this. That episode. was good. That was good. Um, oh, and you were talking about the costumes again, and how yes. the bat symbol is really only like stuck it's on like, like a, a bumper decal. sticker. Yeah. yeah. There are episodes where uh, I feel like. They held on to some of those suits too long. Oh, no. And they got stretched out because there are some episodes where the logo is no longer on his chest. It is covering between <laughs> oh, his nipples. Oh, no. And it is, for me, oh, when that no. happens, I can't watch the episode. I can only see That's all you can that see. symbol hanging between his nipples. That's all you can see. I kept staring at the underpants area just trying to figure out how it's fastened. Is If it's just a tight shirt. If it's a, like a, like a, um, a bodysuit like, like girls used to wear in the... Like nine, like you know, it's snapped under the like. Is it a leotard? It's got to be yeah. a leotard, and tights. Or it could be a unitard, I guess. It might be. I mean, it's very smooth. It also cer- doesn't seem to have any fasteners. Yeah, and it's certainly. I mean, a guy wouldn't want to wear anything that they'd have to reach down and fasten in that way. Probably not. Um, but yeah, it is. There is some mystery to both of those costumes, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then you think about the villains. And with the exception of Catwoman, all the male villains, none of them are in stretchy fabrics or lycra or spandex or anything like that. They're all in suits. Yeah. Like, being a criminal in Gotham means you get to dress really well. Nice. You have a great relationship with the tailor. Being a male hero means you have to dress in really unflattering stuff. Very unflattering. Um, which is funny because as you commented on, as we've commented on before, when... When particularly Adam West is dressed in in a suit, he's very a handsome. handsome man. I had no idea. He's a beautiful, he's beautiful a very guy. nice looking man. Uh, the bat suit. It is not. not so much. It is not helpful. It's not a good look. Um, Batman and Robin are back in the Batcave, and they're trying to figure out what Penguin could be up. What to. on earth he could be up to. And they realized that Penguin had them all sign their orders. Autograph their food choices. And they figure out, oh, because Penguin has requested that he be sent back to cell P1, which is reserved personal cell. Because, you know. He's a creature of habit. Yeah, well, if you're going to go to prison, you call ahead, you get the cell you You want. You get the cell you want. Yeah. That's service. And I always ask for the head guard, too. You you want to make sure you've got somebody who knows what they're doing. I don't want to be handcuffed and deloused by someone who's his first day on the job. Yeah. No. It's the unpleasant. Worst, the worst. My, my cavity search is going to be a blessed experience. It's going to be a good one. If it's going to have to happen, it's going to be a good one. Um, and, uh, oh, uh, so they try to figure out who's got adjoining cells to cell P1. Mm-hmm. And it turns out cell Q7 belongs to a forger named Ballpoint Baxter. Ballpoint Baxter. More alliteration. So a good amount of alliteration in this this episode. 
this is where Batman refers to their check forging scheme as brilliant. Huh. I was like, really? Because it was kind of obvious. It's very straightforward. Um, they have, oh, this is another uh, giant labeled sign for the direct line to Warden Crichton at the state penitentiary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They pick it up and Warden Crichton is in his night clothes. In a stocking cap. In a stocking cap. Yeah. Which I thought meant that this episode took place at night. I also did think that. And then we find out that no, apparently Warden Crichton has a scheduled afternoon nap for which he disrobes. Yes. Presumably at work. Completely. Disrobes, gets into his nightgown and stocking cap, mm-hmm. and then goes to sleep. Although, is Batman just being being facetious because they were all at dinner? Or a day hasn't passed, right? They were all at Time dinner. Is very fluid in Gotham. <laughs> they don't generally let us know. Okay. Um, oh, uh, this is where Batman asks how a forger in prison could possibly get access to blank check forms. How could they? And Ward Crichton explains that, oh, he lets them be ordered from the prison print shop so that criminals can learn to be functioning members of society again. This is, again, where I bring up the fact that Warden Crichton is bad at his job. And I say hopeful and optimistic. You know what? Giving people the benefit of the doubt. I don't know that I want my prison warden... (laughs) Passing out blank checks? ...that trusting. (laughs) Yes, to literally be handing criminals bad checks. Well, you know. Uh, uh, We cut back to uh, Penguin in his prison cell. And he is using the radio that he's concealed inside his umbrella... That he's been Which, allowed to keep. Because it's also a gun. That's the thing. He was allowed to just bring a gun in, too. He did pick up a second umbrella, because he had the one umbrella ah. that had the bat detector in it. Again, mm-hmm. very specific technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then he picked up the gun umbrella to shoot his henchman with. Oh, sure. I think this might be a radio umbrella. I think third umbrella. Third umbrella. Right. Well, never mind. That's fine, then. It was fine that he was we let in. We get him just a Swiss Army umbrella, so he's going to just... Just, just, yeah. You know, a little corkscrew. It'll be, it'll be very nice. It'll very be classy. Excellent gift. He'll love it. Um, oh, he radios his henchmen to come in, and they start their plan. And they all come in in... First of all, as a hat check girl, Chickie D is wearing just a bustier yes. and panties and stockings. Yes. Like, not appropriate for a fancy restaurant. Appropriate for a Playboy Club, <laughs> which I guess is a fancy restaurant-ish. Kind of. But she's wearing that everywhere. Mm-hmm. And one... I don't know. Maybe a day hasn't passed. I certainly actually hope a day hasn't passed because if she's still wearing the same... Listen, exact... types are tough. Those outfits are very expensive. She can only afford one. She That restaurant was making $85 a plate and $100 per group. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. I don't know. Wages wait, wait, are tough. I don't know. Wages what? are tough. What? I don't... Okay. <laughs> um, and they uh, come in and... They explain that they are bringing Penguin a, quote, tricky treat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They might as well come in and say, we are bringing our escape plan. Yes. And I'll give this to the prison guard. He goes, this seems suspect. <laughs> and he says he's going to call uh, uh, Chief O'Hara mm-hmm. and find out. And instead, he takes out what looks like a Geiger counter. Mm-hmm. But he says is a metal detector. That's what he says. To use and check for uh, for a file inside yes. this food. Yes. When as you 
reasonably brought up. He could have just taken a knife and fork and felt around inside it. That would have been very straightforward. He is, as he's running the metal detector over this food, in what is completely unexplained, <laughs> um, zapped by what they refer to as their high-voltage battery pie. Battery pie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um... I'm a little bit afraid of what a high voltage battery pie might be. Yeah, well, so was so was he. You saw but what it, it did. It sounds like something you can get in West Hollywood late at night. Quite possibly. Or during the, you know, it's West Hollywood. Anytime you want. A- anytime you want. Um. Oh, this is when we get our onomatopoeia fight for the episode. Yes. And um, because Holly is not here, I did the honors. So we had crack, oof, ouch, yow, biff, kayo. That was and my favorite. Boff. Biff was your favorite? Kayo. Kayo? Yeah. Because I don't know how that sounds. Like, Kayo! Like, I don't know what that sounds like. I don't... And how would that sound happen in a... Unless it was a karate fight. I could see, like, Bruce Lee shouting Kayo. that. Um, but yeah. Those were your onomatopoeia. Well, I like um, Eow, because they mm-hmm. always put a tongue sticking out in the O. They do, That's, yeah. Um, and then, going back to the color palette that you love. Like, mm-hmm. these are all awesome, brightly colored. Really nice. Really nice. Uh, Very saturated. Rich. Uh, after the fight, oh, um, Chicky is actually trying to shoot Batman and Robin. Like, she's really doing her job. She's in it. And she can't get a clear shot, so she decides not to take it. Smart. Uh, Commissioner, uh, Chief O'Hara runs in, and they immediately capture him. <laughs> yes. And Batman says, don't, don't try to escape. It won't go well. They're vicious killers. Mm. Let's go. Let's do what they say. Go to a second location. It's fine. Um, and they all escape with Commissioner O'Hara. Nope, Chief O'Hara, sorry. They're in Commissioner Gordon's office, and Penguin calls in and says, meet me at, what was the what was the place again? It was the Old Abandoned Naval Recreation Center? There you are. Uh, meet me there by the pool. Mm-hmm. Batman and, and, Batman asks, will it be a fair fight? Guarantee, you know, promise me it'll be a fair fight. Penguin says, um, fair is my middle name, or something along those lines. And we cut to Penguin getting out his pool electrifier. It's a good thing he had it on him. Yes, which is... You know what that is? That is... Um, um, Alton Brown would hate that. Mm-hmm. That is a unitasker if I ever heard of one. <laughs> it, it, it's a niche product. Yeah, It's but, someone who knows their market, and they're like not afraid to just sell to their market. But it is labeled giant on there. Yes, it is. Like, murder machine would be... It's a, yeah. Yeah, that's what you need. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to have to look around uh, um, Hobby Lobby or Home Depot for very long. I want to be able to be like, pull electrifier. But I, I watched this on my lunch earlier today at work mm-hmm. and literally spent the four hours after watching it trying to figure out any other use for a pool electrifier. <laughs> Maybe if there's like a like a spider problem or like a, a animals animals insects go into pools. I don't know. Maybe if your eel's gone dead, you need your to, eel's gone dead. to get the dark yes. back. Yes, someone. Yeah, you just need a little like. Yeah, get there you that, go. Get that eel up and running. There again. you go. Um, so penguin is dropping the pool electrifying cables into mm-hmm. the pool. He then, um, he then sends his two male henchmen to a machine gun nest. Yes. A also lilac-colored machine gun. Well, it has to blend in. It does. <laughs> do you think, but what I want to know, do you think the Navy put that there, or do you think they put that the there? Na- it was the Navy. It was there from an exercise at the pool they had. 
that time they shot each other right. at the pool. Um, and, oh, uh, my last note for the episode is as uh, as Chicky is running to her perch, and I don't remember what she's doing. I don't remember what her job was. To guard the tin box on top of the, or to push it into the pool, maybe. Oh, right, right, right. She was going to trigger the, the electrification. That's what it was. But as she's running away, my last note for the episode is just nice tush. Um, but yeah, so she's running that. Everything's set up. Batman and Robin are about to arrive, and the narrator breaks in. Episode. Uh, yeah, and it's a cliffhanger. Uh, what happens? I don't. We'll, we'll have to find out. But this episode didn't start with the end of a previous episode, right? Because it's it was um, for a long time it was all two parters. Mm-hmm. So the last two parter ended. It was a western themed episode with oh. a villain named Shame. Oh, I and see. Then all the odd-numbered episodes, we I start see. up again. I see. And so this leads us to the cliffhanger. Yeah. We don't know what happens next. No idea. So you guys are going to have to tune in, and I'm going to make sure that Adria gets a copy of the next episode. Yay. So she's not left in suspense forever. I'm I'm on pins and needles. I won't be able to sleep. But we've come to the all-important uh, plugging hour. So, Adria, if you have anything you'd like to plug... Your Twitter, your Facebook, your blog, your upcoming shows? Oh, sure. Um, well, I have a show tonight, which probably no one's going to be able to make. And the episode's going to be... Uh, it's, it'll be the past. Yes. So so I, had, I had a show last night. It was it, really great. It was amazing. Um, but you can check me out on, at theoreoexperience.com. Which is wonderful and very, very funny. And um, Twitter of the same name, Oreo Experience. And that's it? That's it. That's, All right. That's what I got going. So you guys can find us, as always, you can find us at Batmania66 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, iTunes, if you found us already, if you're listening. <laughs> and you can send us an email if you'd like to at uh, Batmania66mail at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to go ahead and follow Holly, it's underscore awkward blonde at Twitter, Facebook, mm. and Instagram. Um, I kind of post from the show, so you can follow me there. And our next episode is going to be episode 62. That's called The Bird's Last Jest. (gasps) And you can listen to that episode next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.